the college football experience hot takes an AAC schedule release episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, win bet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/w-y-n-n-b-e-t. State restrictions apply. And remember, as always, to let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Episode. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Don D happened, he was a superstar. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> the question is, is can SMU and the AAC coexist peacefully? Uh-uh. I am joined by my co-host, give it up for farmer. Farmer, JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, oiling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, the best looking man. Oh yeah, the best dressed man. Come on, long limousines, jet airplanes, custom made clothes, and any woman in the world I want. All right, three out of four Just ain't bad. Like custom made clothes, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly. You guys uh, plan that out? <laughs> no, are, no, I'm just spitballing over here. Look at this. <laughs> People, start your football program. Fairfax, Virginia. George Mason, start your motherfucking football program. You filthy, filthy pieces of nothing. All right, you do it. Joined by GMU grad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The DFS god himself. Yeah, we're playing XFL DFS right now and college basketball DFS each and every night. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Brew making tobacco road living the free lock giving farmer farmer herning basketball league MVP give it up for NC Nick in the place to be there we go dude well, hey already already the 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 Western North Carolina contingent in the house Blanton Stamey the App State guy and we got Weehawk the Western Carolina guy from uh, Cullowee. I Ooh, love it. Oh, oh, Colby. Colby, you you butchered that uh, pronunciation when when you were talking about Western Carolina basketball in one of your basketball pods this week. Colby. Uh, yeah, well, I would probably butcher that every fuck. I'll butcher <laughs> it next week, I think. Uh, I mean, look, if you're coming here for pronunciation, you know, <laughs> I come to the wrong place. Yeah. 
<laughs> just, just I still say DJ U because I don't want to pronounce ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> I still say Patty C because of that too, right? <laughs> Can't pronounce my last name after all these years. Uh, but Cullowee, Cullowee, North Carolina. Cullowee, this That's is what they're doing place. there. They're Beautiful. begging us. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. <laughs> that's how that's how it goes in Cullowee. Uh Nick, NC Nick, you been to Cullowee? I have, of course. Definitely. It's beautiful, yeah. man. All right. All right. A little, little southwest of Asheville. There you go. You've been All close. Right. You've been close, but not quite in that neck of the woods. I've that's been getting hammered out near all. Tennessee, right? Once you get yeah, west of I Asheville. So. I think so, yeah. Getting pretty close. I've been hammered all over this this great this great country of ours. I can't remember if I've been to Cullowee or not. All right, uh, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about though. I you know you 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 know I know I know you're thinking we're just spitballing here, but want to touch base on uh, some news, some current events. Obviously, this is our hot takes episode. Feel free to submit your own hot ta- hot takes in the chat or or, in, or on Discord. Yeah, Discord, I mean, or you can DM me on Twitter at the Colby D, like some right. did. That would be uh, for next week. For this week, get in the chat now and we'll take them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Stay hot there. Uh, but there is some news before that. We're going to answer that. AAC dropped their schedule also. I know we're still waiting on the Mountain West, who should happen any day, and the Mac should happen any day. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Weehawk. He's always sending us those pictures from the book. He is a legend in my mind. Um, and n- now it makes sense. Colorway, Weehawk. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Putting putting two and two together. <laughs> there you go. You know that's tough for old Patty C. <laughs> uh we got news that uh well the uh for some for some ridiculous reason, and I know NC Nick's on the other side of this coin. He's the only person I've ever heard mention this. Somebody listen to me. <laughs> me me and Stack in the Money Green and Kramer were having a conversation the other day saying we've never heard one person and I go, uh uh. I know one person, uh, one, not two, one human being in all of our interactions in all these years that actually wants the college football game to be shorter. And somehow yes. NC Nick's got some pull because, <laughs> because you know, it, I, ca- I called a few folks, you know, <laughs> met up with some important people and you know, sure enough, it might happen because the safety, the safety you know, people in college football, I don't know the command. What are they? There's some group. I forget the fucking name of them. All right. In my opinion, that's all nonsense. They're paying the players now. All right. And, and when it comes to paying the players, in my opinion, get rid of this f- bullshit double overtime. They should go play to two more. point conversions. If they're, if yeah. they're employees, yeah. fuck you for player protection. Yeah. You're, you're making money for the school now. And, and you're getting what the, if you're trying to get ready for the NFL, the NFL start expanded their season too. All right. They expanded hey, their hey, season. More teams are more going games. in the playoffs. Have yeah. more games. I just want a tight three-hour window. No, I don't want this no. shit bleeding into three and a half, three hours, forty-five minutes, four hours. It's ridiculous. Well, I can tell you this: what's ridiculous is to think that a th- that the majority cares because they don't, and <laughs> and to think that the way to do that is to some of the things they're they're proposing here is to run the clock after incompletions. Get the fuck out of here, right? 
We want when a when a ball gets spiked. I don't want to see the game change. No, I felt like that already happened. That that uh, the 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 clock rules confused me, and I never caught up. No, that was in the USFL last year. No, but I feel like like midway through. No, right now you spike the ball with the games on the line. It's the dead. Maybe it's it's under two minutes, but I feel like incomplete passes. The clock runs. Obviously, when you go out of bounds, they'll they'll wind the clock. No, incomplete passes has never been that way. It's never been. And in college, for some reason, the clock stops after the first down. Which, which has been ridiculous. that way since the seventies. No, that's that, way, that should yeah. be that should be changed immediately because I it's almost like the NBA getting the ball at half court in the last minute of a game. It's like it doesn't make any sense. The what clock. I'm saying okay. it's a rule. I that can you see, but it's not. No, no, no. But it's not under two minutes. They do that for the whole game. True. That's the difference. Yeah. But still, like you know, it 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 is definitely advantageous for a team trying to come back in the, in the last couple of minutes, and it just doesn't make sense. Well, I'm okay with it because you're doing it the whole game. All right, and you're but not doing it just like why? NBA is is like oh we move the ball advance. If that's an easy that's, if that's an easy way to shorten the game, just like the NFL does it, then no, let's do the it. The easy NFL way to shorten that the game shit on a tight three hour window. Well, the easy way to shorten the game is to stop reviewing these fucking bullshit targeting plays. That's part of it, sure. All I'm, right, I'm down with that because those things take twenty fucking minutes. Yeah, and a lot of times they safety. They even reviewed the Bryce Young play. This wasn't targeting. Uh, where where his knee is down in the end zone against Texas, and they still and get they, it wrong. So it's like, right. it, what's the point of reviewing it if you still can't get the right call? True. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe maybe it leads to the right call a little more frequently. But how much do you have to belabor it to get it right exactly? I say, put a little power in the ref's hands, get that shit over with in thirty seconds. I will say this: that this claim that it's about safety. And reducing the time, you know, between plays or whatever is one thing. I, I agree with Nick that if you can do that in a way that doesn't really impact the game, sure, do it. But them claiming, like you mentioned, Colby, that they want to reduce the actual number of plays. Yeah, they in the said game they want like uh, because of eight safety, to twelve less plays per game. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's stupid. And and also, guys, we've talked about this before. In the when this happened midway through the USFL season, Colby was up in arms. And then the following week, I said, "Colby, did you really notice the difference?" And he said, "No." Uh, but that's the USFL. I don't care as much. <laughs> I obviously but it I, wasn't I, no. noticeable. Well, I also didn't really care about the outcome of the Generals Breakers because I like both teams. I was rooting for the <laughs> league. I will care in college football. And why change it? All right, get rid of the get rid of the the, the targetings, the reviews. Get rid of all that. But do not fuck with the game. And that's what they're trying to do here. And it bothers me because no I don't one. Think it's a big deal. It's not a big deal either way. And and if we can shorten them to three hours, I think that's uh, it's preferable to me at least. Definitely not, not to me. I want them longer. I want. Them. I don't want a game that's eight thirty p.m. Eastern time kick finishing after midnight. Give me give me that all day. <laughs> well, we're right? we're in different places. I'm in here life, for buddy. I'm here for the sport, baby. All right, let's go. I'm uh, here for my convenience. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I mean, I don't know. I feel like some of that stuff, the eight to twelve play, it's like, oh fuck you. you yeah, know that, I mean? that's a fuck you as far as I. And I'm coaches gonna... have said, I don't know if you, you've seen this, but coaches, some of the coaches, they have said, and this is honestly through the article I read, was that uh, if they're forced to do this, they will speed the offenses up even faster to get their edge. Which Colby, to me, you, you love defense, you love low scoring. If anything, this favors teams, defensive teams, less plays, less potential points. You should like this. Not if they're speeding the ball up. It though. just means less yeah. football being yeah. played. Yeah, exactly. I want to see more football. Well, well, don't worry. There's another game coming on. There's another ten games coming on. Not on a weekday. If anything, if you're not on a weekday, on buddy. 
Now, if if one game and it ends quicker, you can focus your attention to the next no. that much sooner. No, no, no. You're terrible. Touché. You're Touché. terrible on the weekdays. You did not get that. I want a long five hour game every Thursday. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, it's all this stuff. You got Dabo saying there's how about Dabo saying uh, the players have too much power right now. They have too much power. What is the context of him saying that? That's a good question. Uh, I I think uh, it was about college football expansion. Mm, okay. I mean, should Dabo speak his mind? Yeah, he should be honest, I guess. But I think it could be detrimental to him and his program. Well, yeah, and uh, and yeah, the benefit of being in the ACC, where remember he asked his players a couple years ago if they wanted to play more games, and they said no. And he goes, "Where there's all this player power talk, what about the ones that don't want to play more games?" Well, hey, that was pre NIL when you were still paying your players under the table, right? <laughs> and I would be curious. A, I would like to hear that from the players' mouths because I don't know that I believe that. And also, B, with more money there, and if you pay the players some, I think you could play a lot more games. Well, I think they would do it. And the fact that you're in the fucking ACC making the playoffs every year was when that happened. Ask that to uh, ask that to USC this past year. All right. Ask yeah. that to uh, a lot of teams yeah. that have missed. Would yeah. you want to play two more games and a chance to win a national championship? Yeah. They'd probably say, yeah. Well, Caleb Williams said it as when he got the Heisman fucking trophy. <laughs> so, uh, well, speaking uh, of, go sorry, ahead, go, go ahead, Patty, go ahead. I was, just I was say, going to switch subjects. So if you have a final thought on this, go ahead. I do. I want to, I want to hold uh Colby to the fire here. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure Colby's not just being hipster Colby pro player Colby, right? <laughs> uh, you are completely upset with the NBA and the players having all that much power to where there's guaranteed contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but here we are in college football, give the players all the power, fuck the coaches for questioning it. You know, so there needs to be a balance. There doesn't need but to be a balance. There's no $200 million. You're not paying stuff on Mar- like the Knicks are paying Stefan Marbury 10 years after he was done playing with the Knicks. <laughs> right. This doesn't happen. Uh, you're it, paying a does. fucking guy who's in high school is still $8 million. But a at year. least he's on the fucking team. I think the problem is Not that yet, players used to be. have no power. If they wanted yeah. to transfer, they had to sit out a year. If they wanted to, to make money, they had to do it illegally under the table. I think we're just kind of making it a little bit more equal. It's not like the players have all the power, like in the NBA. Yeah, I think it's completely different. I think it's completely different. Let me tell you this: this is college sports. It's supposed to be amateur. I know it's gone, uh, become a gazillion dollar it industry. Stop being amateur, like uh, in nineteen fifty-two. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> the, the the concept of the sport is is amateurism. The reality of it is not. And so, I guess if if people are actually getting paid, then yes, they should be getting paid some. But I don't need it to be pro football junior. I don't need it to be that. Well, there, I mean, that's you. I mean, I've seen plenty of cases, but it is that, you know, well, I've, seen, I've seen plenty of cases where a dude will get injured for his career. Like the guy at Washington or Northern Illinois. And guess what? That insurance stops paying right after he gets out of college. Yeah. I will say the fact that the NFL has like a uh, three year out of high school, like we can't hire you rule that that seems like a, a lawsuit that should be these you know. universities are fucking the biggest fucking crooks. Some of these universities for the <laughs> longest fucking time, you cannot side with the universities. Look, I'm not siding with UCLA is <laughs> complaining in their, they're in the red. That's why we had to go to the big 10. Fuck you. All right. Ma- handle your money better. All right. Well, handling the money better would be 
doing away with was it Title Eight? Is that what it's called? Nine. Title Nine. Yeah. Title Nine. Eight. Nine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, because that. I mean, these these because they they fund their whole athletic. All 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 athletic programs are funded by football and maybe a little bit of basketball. Yeah, twenty percent basketball, eighty percent football. So, so and but but they're forced to have as many female teams. So you, you say handle their money better, but on the same side, they're forced to have these teams because of those NCAA bylaws. Yeah. Well, invest the money that you get into programs that make money. Stop trying to invest your money yeah, and on the rowing dude, team. Put eyeballs yeah. on your uh, you know nothing only thing that football and basketball. Some some schools money. baseball. So like okay. Yeah, those are the only three that make Softball. any fucking money. I don't think so. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what Title yeah, Nine is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, UCLA a few years back had the the C on the UCLA on their basketball uniforms a different color to 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 show that they had a hundred C being the Roman numeral for a hundred a hundred national championships in their various what do they yeah. call them Olympic sports. Who cares, motherfuckers? Yeah. When was your last basketball <laughs> national championship? Yeah. That's all we care about. <laughs> and football. And football. And maybe you could maybe baseball. I, I, there are like. I think like 40 or 50 schools that make profit on baseball as well. Uh, all right. Now, uh, talking about players uh, making money in college. What did CJ Stroud come out with? That was pretty hilarious. Wait, uh, was, it, was it Stroud? No, that was, and that, that wasn't an actual quote. Yeah, that was, that turned out to be bullshit. That was uh, oh, yeah. Justin God, Fields. They, yeah. And oh, they got they you. They had was, me for a minute too. I'm yeah. sorry. It wasn't Stroud. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was they Fields, had me but, for a second too. Oh, they man, had me uh, for a second too. I got catfished, but <laughs> the only part where I knew it was fake when, I, when it was when he said, uh, Ohio state's paying more than the sec. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> the bullshit. The red I mean, flag went up. You see what's going on with this Brandon Miller situation in Alabama. <laughs> All right. And I look credit to the sec because they go all in. It's That's true. what, and look, they know what around. makes, they know what makes their profit football, basketball, and baseball. And they've been going all in on all three. So credit to them. All right. They're not trying to, to pu pull a big 10 of like, we're uh, it's about academics. Yeah. We're, we're about prestigious academics. universities. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what that was when Oklahoma didn't suspend uh, Joe Mixon yeah. for punching that girl. All right. That was their like, Flag to the SEC and said, "Hey, yeah. take us in." And SEC now we got Brandon well, Miller. Well, well, look what we got here. <laughs> yeah, great yeah. minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was kind of pre-Twitter. I feel like. Yeah, Alabama's saying, being pretty like, bold. I don't really got, know the details yeah. of this situation, but it seems like he's pretty close <laughs> to a murder. <laughs> seems like, like he brought the the tool used. In the murder, to did the you guy. hear what his attorney came out with that statement? Yes, I read it. It made it seem not as bad. Who knows where the the, the truth lies? It's still so not he good, was but not that, at the car forcing. Still, still brought the murder weapon though. Right. Not unknowingly, I guess you know it was in the back seat. If somebody something. tells you, "Hey, can you?" I forgot to bring the gun. Can you bring the gun? <laughs> I mean, can I have the gun? Yes. Unless you're planning on going hunting, which I don't think they were planning on going right. hunting. I, I can only deduce uh, indoor range, a little target practice. <laughs> that's a good lawyer. That's an Alabama lawyer, by the way. That's saying, well, he thought they were going up there to, you know, identical. Yeah. Uh, Shoot off a few rounds. Uh, Brandon Miller drops 40 and the game winner. It, it reminded me, I was, I just happened to be watching the Baltimore Ravens 30 for 30 and they they got uh, Ray Lewis saying at the time, gladiator changed his life. And the scene in gladiator that changed his life was uh, 
<laughs> win, uh, win the crowd, and you'll win their freedom. You'll win your freedom, right? Yeah. And it was like after Ray Lewis was on trial for murder and it, it, very distasteful <laughs> in my opinion, but whatever, <laughs> fucking hilarious, right? He won the crowd, you know, and he won his freedom. And here, Brandon Miller is winning the crowd. Crime pays. Right. I say this for Win a reason. Freedom, Brandon Crime Mike. pays. <laughs> Uh, all right. Look, that's all I got is a shortening of the fucking uh, college football. It just drives me crazy. All these people trying to eight more plays. The, the, the players they're p- getting paid now. Literally, wasn't a whole lot of news this week. It was kind of a quiet week on the college football front. Well, we we have some news. The AAC, the new AAC, new and improved AAC. Some say. Uh, <laughs> who says that? I think I think UTSA fans might say that. Sure. <laughs> I specifically think, UTSA fans. I think the Tulane Green Wave say, "Hey, we beat USC in the Cotton Bowl." They're improved. Michael Pratt is back. <laughs> Willie Fritz did not take the Georgia Tech job and beat Kansas State too, the Big 12 yeah, champion. The Big 12 champion. Let's get rid of the dead weight. We won the AAC. Get rid That's of the dead true. weight, you, you know. The new AAC wins these uh Cotton Bowl games. So I'm saying, let's go. Uh, they released their schedule. UCF did beat uh, who they beat uh, Auburn yeah. in the uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah, but they got them out of there because that's that's old times. That was pre-transfer portal craziness, <laughs> pre-NIL. It's a brand new day and age, baby. Very true. So yeah, we got the AAC schedule, and uh, we got to break down these teams, and then we're gonna get to the hot takes after that. Um. So and and one thing when I was going through making the notes for this episode. The amount of new coaches in the new AAC, impressive. Uh, kind of hard to break down the schedule too, because there's a, so, there's a lot of unknowns, especially with you know what three or four teams jumping up in weight class also. So it's kind of tough. But I what the one thing they were very smart is that the season ends with Tulane hosting UTSA. Yeah, uh, that, what that wasn't by accident. Those are the two best teams in the league, and they were smart enough to put that. As the speak, final game, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> well, that, you, know, you see that logo if you're watching YouTube.com/slash the college experience. You see that player? You know the highest recruit in the history of East Carolina football is going to be yeah. taking snaps under center for the Pirates. So you can gladly fuck off with your approach to this episode. I do right? think that point. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Patty. One more thing before we jump into each schedule, I think we should kind of try to define who are the the couple best teams and the couple worst teams, and that'll maybe help us grade each schedule. Kind of. Well, I mean, first the new coaching going on. You got the Charlotte Forty ers brand new to the AAC with Biff One Pogey. Beautiful. Hell All yeah. right, Biff Pogey. Uh, Have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. They're new to the league. I don't think they're one of. I think they're probably be in the basement of where you're talking about. Shout out to Larry Lamar. My favorite podcasts are back. Where's Moneyline Mac? This is the college football experience. Later tonight, Moneyline Mac and myself will be breaking down every single college basketball game on the slate. That'll be at nine o'clock Pacific, midnight uh, Eastern. There. Shout out to you, Larry Lamar, though. But hey, maybe you're a college football fan. Dive in. Let's talk we, a little football. We would have Moneyline Mac on this podcast, but West Virginia hasn't been relevant in football. Oh, for a long yeah, time. but they've been playing at an oh, AAC roasted. level for a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a Virginia hat. I have no room to talk here. <laughs> um, I, I, I honestly think if you throw West Virginia in the AAC, 
They're not winning the AAC in football. See, he's Ooh. been talking trash on Ooh. your ACC. In- uh, yeah, you know we got a little thing going on now. Now, you know, little I'll, rivalry here. I'll take some jabs. You put West Virginia in the AAC this year or last year, or the year before. Guess what? They ain't winning it. All right. I agree. I don't even I think they're in the championship game. I agree. <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mac. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yes, yeah, so you got Biff Pogey at at Charlotte. Um, you got uh, Tom Herman is now with the uh, the Florida Atlantic Owls. I thought that was a great that is hire. Good. Mm-hmm. That was a great hire. Um, and then uh, you have so Memphis kept Silverfish. Uh, Brian got new. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Brian Newberry's new head coach at Navy. Ken Niamatololo right. out of there. Shitty firing there, but uh, who knows? I mean, having some continuity within the, that's weird. That's a really weird thing to fire a coach for performance and then hire his assistant. And well, I believe Brian Newberry, I didn't have ties to, he was at Kennesaw state who ran the option as well. So maybe that's the angle. Yeah. Maybe that's the angle. Wait, Newberry was uh, the DC, but the I'm DC, saying yeah. he was at Kennesaw State that ran the option as well. So I wasn't imagine- he kind of instrumental though in getting? Yeah, rid of- I I heard I heard some stuff like behind the scenes. Like uh, I felt that sorry. reminds me of the Virginia Tech basketball situation before Buzz got there. I forget the guy's name, but he kind of forced um, Seth Greenberg, Seth Greenberg yeah. out, and then he was awful and got fired after two years. I think I forget his name. I don't know if he's even resurfaced yet, but. Usually that doesn't end well when a, when an assistant kind of you know buddies undercuts. up with the AD yeah. and undercuts the current head coach. Usually oh. that does not work out well. So I'm interested in what Navy does. That's that's great A scumbag. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, uh, it happened sorry. to you. It happened to me. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, the um, so he did that at Kennesaw. He, as the defensive coordinator, undermined the head. No, co- no, 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 no. This happened at Navy. He was the Navy DC okay. last year. But yeah. you said someone. I thought Nick said he was instrumental in getting rid of the. Uh, ne- uh, ne- oh, Neil Montalolo. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Okay, so this is a first time deal. He's not. He's yeah. not like a hacksaw. Or a, that happened to you as a player, right? When, uh, when you played the game at JMU, right? No, I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so I don't know. That's last interesting- week you were saying that you you quit JMU football because the stadium was retarded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't say retarded these days, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Can't was, uh, say retarded. Right, hey, good yeah. point. I, I my apologies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trust me, you're okay. You're okay. Uh, North Texas hired head coach Eric Morris. You might remember him. He was nope. the uh, the the OC. <laughs> He was the OC of Washington State. Uh, okay. The OC of Washington State. You might I, remember him. I believe he was. I believe he was at uh, Western Kentucky as well. I typed in Eric mm. Morrison. I got it. Doesn't ring a bell. Eric Morris sounds pretty boring. Uh, he was the OC at uh, Washington State for this for one year. Okay. Prior to that, he was the head coach at Incarnate Word, I believe. Yeah. Mm. And he was, he's a leech guy. He was at Texas tech and Washington state in Houston. Back in the day, he played wide receiver for the Saskatchewan rough riders. We're still allowed to say oh. that one. I think we're still allowed to say that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, he is the new head coach of North Texas. Um, 
a lot, a lot of coaching uh, turnover here. And then you said Kevin Wilson, who's the new head coach of Tulsa coming mm-hmm. in from Ohio state. And I think that is no, it's now Trent oh, Dilfer no, tr- and Alex Galesh. Yeah. Yeah. We got all That's like half the, the freaking half league. The league. Trent Dilfer still, I forget about that got hired. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's a lot of teams. So you know what? What's that? I should have said this on last week's episode. Alex Galesh is this year's Sonny Dykes. Mm. 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 In Tampa, they're running South that. Florida has talent, right? And and well, they've had the, they had the number one scoring offense and uh, yardage offense under him last year at Tennessee. He's going to bring that, and that's going to be instant ignition. I don't think it's quite a, a fair comparison because I think we were talking more Power Five. Okay. Yeah. True. You know, but uh, and and actually within the same conference, I think FAU is a probably quicker turnaround job than USF. Maybe, yeah. but as Colby has pointed out, that offense is a cheat code. I do like how they have the uh, they're building a stadium on campus too. Get rid of that filthy, filthy yeah. pro stadium. All right. All right. So we got the coaching hires out of the way. So best teams. All right. I think most of us are our allegiances aside. We'll we'll say Tulane and UTSA are the best. Yes. Well, after after that, what what do you guys say? I'm saying ECU is <laughs> developing more and more as a program. If you were to look, Just if you were to look himself. year by year, <laughs> if you were to look year by year, this guy spends 59 minutes of every game cursing, uh, fucking Mike. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's Houston. not. He's not a good in in game coach, but he's Mike building Houston's something. name. Yeah, not a good in in game coach. Reminds me a lot of you, and uh, <laughs> and you know, but uh, we've gotten we've gotten better. We won eight games last year, and guess what? Should have beat NC State, missed a, missing thirty extra points. Uh, should have be, should have beat Navy, missed thirty Little extra points. Uh, we're very close. No, I I agree. And it warms my heart. Cincy by two on a missed field goal. You're yeah. finally fucking acknowledging this. They yeah. are an improving product. Yeah, but they should fire Houston because the, <laughs> now we're at the spot. We can't have improvement. We can't yeah. have constant improvement. Yeah, got to well, fire. Okay, him. so a second tier. Is it that ECU ceiling? D- yeah. ECU does belong on that second tier, along with with Memphis and. SMU, a, SMU, and maybe UAB, maybe yes. FAU. Mm, uh, FAU, I think generous, so because yeah. FAU, no FAU, I think we should because Ta- Taggart was recruiting his ass off. If anything, they were not playing to his right. talents. Shout out to Jonathan, yeah. best show on the internet. There we go, Jonathan. Uh, the, you know they weren't they weren't living up to their talent essentially. Uh, but and hey. now they have a coach who's, who's done really well at the Group of Five level. Yeah. And and also North Texas has been a bold team. I feel like yeah. a lot. Of, you know, there should yeah, probably I, be in that mix. Probably tier three, if you ask me. So you have four tiers. Uh, okay, maybe even five. Well, it's okay. So who's the worst? The Charlotte. worst, Charlotte. Pogey's got Charlotte. got his work cut out for him. <laughs> uh, last year, USF was one and eleven. Still, they have more talent than Charlotte. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Temple the- or Rice. USF didn't lose to their FCS and, and also didn't lose by 17 to their FCS. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I think, I think that's the bottom four Charlotte, USF, Temple, Rice. I think Temple's probably. Temple showed me some Stan Drayton year one. I'm buying in. They got, I agree. Uh, I mean, Rice won Warner. five games Warner last back, yeah. year, but I think, I do think the Conference USA to American Jump is going to be kind of tough on Rice. Well, they got, they got the, the legend, JT <laughs> Daniels. That's right. Uh, they're right. going to win the national championship this year. Watch, right. watch it. Watch him transfer back to Georgia before the season starts. Yeah. Never, he never <laughs> lost a game. He never lost a game as a starter at Georgia. Hey, 
They could make it three years in a row undefeated. Or Thirty not. years old is perfect. <laughs> they lost. They, they lost one game last year to to Bama, right? That's in the right. SEC championship. Daniels right. didn't start that game though. That's true. He yeah, is yeah, undefeated yeah. as right. a starter at Georgia. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right though on that analysis of of what would your pecking order be then? Where would you put Navy in there? Somewhere in the middle, I, or I mean, there's too many question marks. What I think about Tulsa. Tulsa's had a pretty good. They were just in the championship game two years ago. Navy is tier three by itself, maybe with Tulsa as tier three, and yeah. then those other teams, Rice, uh, Temple. Who are the other ones you mentioned? Uh, Charlotte and USF, maybe USF. No, USF probably deserves a bump up, but we don't know how good Galesh is going to be. Yeah, that's true. What about North Texas? Do we put them? They go to a bowl a lot. Yeah, so, they've I mean, been better. Yeah. I think. I think they've had more talent than those other teams. They'll be and with they also Navy have in tier like three. A, a, didn't uh, North Texas's quarterback come back? The guy that's like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. What's his back. name again? Austin Une, baby. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that factors. That's Legend. Uh, all right. Well, look. Uh, yeah, I think those are our tiers. Let's hop into them and see what we we make. First off, the Charlotte Forty ers Oh, we're going alphabetical. This is my favorite part of the show to see how Colby butchers the alphabet. Yeah, <laughs> the Clints, baby. That's C L I T. All right. That's their new uh, <laughs> new abbreviation. We're just going for it here. All right, out of conference schedule, they're they're taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. No, no, I'm sorry, South, South, Carolina Ca- State. South Carolina State. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I knew they had an SEC in there. It's the Florida Gators, yeah. uh, South Carolina State Bulldogs, uh, at the Maryland Terrapins, home to Georgia State, and then at the Florida Gators. What do you what do you rate that uh, out of conference schedule? Pretty hard at Maryland, South Carolina state at uh, at Florida, not a terrible, not a terrible FCS team. (laughs) So Uh, I guess the, the the two power five schools at least are not great power five schools. They're like average ones. Yeah. It's so it's still gonna be challenging. I I think they're Charlotte's probably looking at one and three. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think you're probably right there Uh, in conference. They're at SMU. Then they get a buy. Then they're home to Navy at ECU, home to Florida Atlantic at Tulsa, home to Memphis, home to Rice, and at South Florida. They avoid, and I always think this is key when you're grading the schedule. They avoid UTSA. They and avoid Tulane, Tulane, and UAB. Three, three, three powers potentially. Pretty damn. North favorable. Texas. They also avoid who's a bowl team year in year out. And then Temple, who could be on the rise. Shout out to Questionable Bets. Good evening, brother. Only uh, one back-to-back road trip. What did you make? I mean, what do you make of the schedule? You think this is a in conference? I think you nailed it. I think it's a layup in conference. I think yeah. in the non-conference, it's respectable overall. You think Pogue, you could get the 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 Clits bowling in your one? No. <laughs> Where was he before? Sorry, I'm Michigan. I'm, Wait, he was at Michigan. Yes, with Jim Harbaugh, he was their assistant head coach. Why? Why I do mean, I? Why am I drawing a blank a, on his history? There's enough winnable games on here. I, I, I just think they're a couple years away. So uh, I do think this is probably one of the easier schedules in the conference, uh, especially in conference play. And out of conference isn't isn't crazy daunting. But uh, no, they're, they're not going bowling. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, what if they beat Georgia State and get South Carolina State, Georgia State, and then Navy's winnable, right? That would be three. SMU's winnable. Uh, I don't know. That Tulsa's SMU, winnable. I don't think SMU's Rice is winnable. I don't think SMU's winnable for for sure. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Okay, I just had to double check. 
the reason I was surprised by that is because obviously the, his previous stop at St. Francis Academy is where he was wearing the cutoff t-shirt. Yeah. I feel like I would have remembered Biff Pogey wearing that on the Michigan side. <laughs> but he's brought, a, he was allowed to, he's yeah. brought a bunch of Michigan transfers already over to the team. Um, yeah. I still think they're a couple years away, but really, you know, competing for a bowl berth. Uh, okay. So that schedule we think is pretty easy. Next up the East Carolina pirates letter E Nick cross that <laughs> off. Um, so, far, so far so good. <laughs> this at a conference schedule, I think one of the hardest in all of the AAC at Michigan home to Marshall at app state and home to Gardner Webb, who was an FCS playoff team a year ago. Only one power five though. A lot of these schools play two power fives. Now True. app and Marshall are, you know, uh, towards the top of the, the group of five, but still only one power five. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's yeah respect we'll probably be a dog in three maybe three of those games home at yeah. Marshall. I yeah. think the home field advantage might lean Marshall returns a lot though. ECU. That's a tough game. ECU's cupboard is a little bit empty. If I'm being honest, yeah. lost Keaton Mitchell lost, uh, lost both of our corners, both uh, our Holton Aylers. I mean, losing yeah. <laughs> Mitchell and Aylers. Yeah. It's that offense is I gotta saw some USFL team drafted Keaton Mitchell. I'm like, yeah, Dude. The, the breakers. I mean, it's a great pick if he plays, but that guy, I think he's going to be playing in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I was, I was, uh, there's a few things I've seen that the breakers breakers drafted a ton of college football players, right. That we all know, but th- this is what's interesting about the USFL draft. We'll talk about this on the USFL gambling podcast, subscribe, but you don't want to draft the ones that you really know in college in a way, because these guys are going to get drafted by the NFL. Sure. Now, if they get cut, then you can get them. But I, it's going to be interesting to see that strategy. Well, so, not necessarily because like Adrian Martinez and Chase Bryce were drafted. I don't; they're not NFL quarterbacks, so I think that makes sense. Bryce like, we've could heard of still those guys. be a seventh rounder or something. You never know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. look at Brock but, Purdy. True, I, I suppose. I think Adrian Martin, like, or Martinez, rather, probably a good pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Martinez, so I, yeah, but I think what Weehawk is saying is 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 ECU two and two out of conference. I mean, I think they're going to go four and zero now that Biff Pogey's <laughs> off of Michigan, and uh, you know, Michigan. Well, yeah. it's funny if they go four and zero, they would have to pull an App State to go into the Big House and get that win, and then they play App State two weeks later. Hello. Yeah, I mean that that I'm so excited they put that. First off, ECU Marshall is like a longtime rivalry. I'm glad to see that yeah. game on the schedule. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the other thing. You you got at Michigan, then you got a rival, yeah. and then you got at App State. That's yeah. a tough start to your schedule. And even Gardner you have Webb, one, good FCS, yeah. One for sure win, one for sure loss, and two 50-50 games. I think Weehawk is right. I think you're two and two out of conference. Well, I think we're gonna go into Boone <laughs> and have a good old time. I might have to go to that game. All right. I might have to go to that game. Um, wait, is that week? No, it's week three. It's possible. Um, all right. Uh, in conference, they are at Rice. They get a bye, then they're home to SMU, home to Charlotte. Then they head to the filthy, filthy, terrible Alamo Dome to take on UTSA. See, this is the hard part about the schedule. Look at those three games in a row at UTSA, home to Tulane, and at Florida Atlantic. Those are like your three most talented teams, probably, other than. Well, other than, and. Mentioned the fourth, which is at Navy, which triple is the second option. of a back to back against a triple option. That is a brutal, brutal stretch. Yeah, those four games in a row, and then you're home to Tulsa, which is always, always. I feel like a little bit better than what you think Tulsa would be. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think you're probably lucky with that, that that four game stretch. I think you're probably lucky to go two and two there. 
They avoid so go, they, they avoid Temple, Memphis, UAB, South Florida, and North Texas. See, I would like to have Temple, South Florida, and North Texas, and even to be honest, Trent Dilfer. I've never seen this guy coach a college game. It's give true. me give yeah. me that on the schedule. Yeah, the only one we kind of luck out with is Memphis. So Avoiding Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say that's a tough schedule. No, how many games did you guys win last year? Let me pull eight. it up. You eight. guys eight and five. So it was it was it eight regular season? Did you lose the bowl game? No, we won the bowl game because we're winning. Okay, so seven yeah. regular season wins. <laughs> I think I think you're looking at probably this probably the same. I, th- I think you're probably happy with with all the turnover there. I think you're probably happy with the same record. It's easy to see a tide mm. turn. Seven, seven last year. Eight, eight. Yeah. We're not talking There's nothing that they can't do, Nick. The you song seven tells you regular right season there. games with Holt Nailers, who was a six-year quarterback, mm. Keaton Mitchell. But according to Patty C, Holt Nailers the worst quarterback Cowboys ever seen. Subtraction. All right. Keaton Mitchell is the, the the best running back ECU's ever had, not named Chris Johnson. <laughs> Ernest Biner? Come on. Yeah, come on. I guess I guess too far Jarris McPhail. All right, come on. Let's go. All right. We can You're go. barking up the wrong tree one on that one. By one. Yeah. Is, is 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 Winstead gone? Tony Collins so. played for the fucking Patriots, started in the I, Super Bowl. Let's talk about this year. Is uh Winstead's gone? Is CJ Johnson gone too? Yeah. Oh, dude, you guys are like started from scratch. That's why so, our skill position. Got a couple of transfers. Dude, the only in. the only player that really matters is Keaton Mitchell. Losing a player that explosive, Mike. Houston will coach this team up. That's what he does. He coaches fundamental football, <laughs> right? He's he, it flies in the face of Colby's theory that you know all that matters is uh, you know what you do on special teams. He and, sucks ass and on in the last teams. twenty-five seconds of the game. How about the you other would have won the fifty-nine AAC minutes and thirty-five Sorry, seconds? Sorry, I'm of not the game. just happy with seven and five, Patty C. In the A, hey, you said it yourself. They are improving every year. Not at the not on the special teams. Not on special well, teams. That's the question. Let's be real. Did they sign a kicker in either the portal or a freshman? Did, did they have a new kicker? Uh, that yeah. could be a two or three game. Or are right they just there. coaching him really poorly? So he just <laughs> misses field goals he was making in high school. Uh, Quickly looking through the transfer portal, I don't see a kicker coming in. That's what I'm saying. He's killing me. Then they miss seven extra points in Go six games. Ireland. Um, all right. Next up, we got. Flo- uh, 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 hold on. What's that? Hold on. Look at there Derek we May go. The oh, there man. we go. There we go, Derek. Oh man, ECU. there's two, two ECU fans in here. Let's fucking go. I see eight regular season wins on that schedule. Yeah. Fuck you, Nick Dan. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> they are gonna win a little more. That's right. All right. Next up, we got the Florida Atlantic Owls. Who, who, who are a basketball school now? Shout out to the Owls and what they're doing on the hardwood. But Tom Herman comes in, and he, you know he's gonna he's gonna try to right the ship. This guy got a raw deal at Texas, in my opinion. Uh, and I think Florida Atlantic might have made one of the best hires this offseason. So Tommy Herman's there in the out of conference schedules. Monmouth, the f- the Hawks, but. Guess what? Tony Musket's a Virginia Cavalier, so mm. setback for Oopsie. Monmouth. Then they host the Ohio Bobcats with Curtis Curtis Rourke. That guy can play. Um, then they're at Clemson and at Illinois in back-to-back weeks. That's pretty tough, man. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Spread that out a little bit. Yeah. Or just get it out of the way. 
and then go into your bye week, lick your wounds, and yeah. then come back the rest of the schedule. Yeah, you get the bye week going into conference play and uh, conference play. FAU that- was competitive at Purdue this year, this past year. Oh, they should have won. Think- that was a terrible call. They should have won right. that game. They should have won that game. They could be competitive yeah. at Illinois if it wasn't on the back end of at Clemson. So I think that's bad. I, I think they should they put Monmouth in between those two or something. We sure are we, are we sure Clemson's just gonna gonna wax the Owls of, of FAU? Yes. Well, now that they got, they brought in O'Reilly that actually knows offense. <laughs> it's you, know what I mean? you know what they should have done? They should have put Illinois before Clemson because yeah. that way you would have had a chance to win that game. There you go. Then you just completely sacrifice the Clemson game, take there the paycheck, go. right? Mm, right? And then go into your bye week. Mm, right. But either way, you're sacrificing Illinois too here. You come out of the first four weeks, two and two, and you got a bye week going into the conference <laughs> slate. Not, Don't not just bad. have them beating Ohio that easily. That's true. Ohio That's true. was in the MAC championship. Should have won it if they Rourke. had. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah, being hurt. Yeah, probably a loss there. Actually, <laughs> might be one and three. Uh, all right. Well, uh, look in conference, they start off with a bye. Then they go. Then they host Tulsa. They're at South Florida, so probably could be two and zero there. That'd then a little new rivalry here. Now that central Florida has moved on. How about we got FAU USF rivalry? Mm. You know, what's great about that too, is you have the, the, the Tampa club, the Tampa strip club scene against the old folks home. I love this. <laughs> I love what we got going here. All right. There's magic uh, waiting to happen. <laughs> we, uh, then that they host, uh, there, you, there's Viagra in the air. <laughs> we got to get a shirt for that when they play. All right. Uh, then they host uh, UTSA. Then they're at Charlotte. Then at UAB. Then they're home to ECU and Tulane back to back. At least they get them at home. That's the fun part here is they get UTSA, ECU, and Tulane at home. And then they end the Helps. season. They end the season at Rice, though. They avoid Navy in the triple option. They avoid EJ Warner and Temple. They avoid Ryan Silver file uh, and Memphis, right? They avoid SMU, who we think could be one of the better teams this year, uh, and North Texas. Still nice though. I feel like I still nice. feel like oh, no, no. I'm saying, uh, I mean, I meant to say that the other way. Oh, because because they avoid those teams, it sucks. Because they have well, who are the, who do we think like three of the best four teams are probably. What ECU, Tulane, and UTSA, right? And, and <laughs> now you mentioned ECU first. <laughs> UTSA and Tulane, number one. Uh, yeah, so they, so it's a tough schedule. At least they get those conference, the, the tougher conference opponents at home. But if the, if you're not going to win those games, it's like shouldn't you rather ha- play them on the road yeah. and get like the 50-50 games at home? So yeah, going to USF, yeah, I think it's a tough schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Asking to get bit by a scrub team at some so, point, playing them all on the road. So right now, the easiest would be Charlotte. Would, yes. would you would you have Florida Atlantic schedule harder than e, than ECU's? Yes. Interesting. Well, right right off the bat, you have two Power Fives, yeah. two Power Fives that had very successful seasons a year ago, yeah. and they get both. Well, did, didn't both them and ECU get Tulane and UTSA? Yes. Or their nine conferences the same. App State and Illinois are the same. Uh, but ECU does App have State five games in the Sun Belt last year. I, I look. I wish I could come to the defensive. Of Dude, State, you can't but tell me though. App, App one at Texas A and M. If they played Illinois, you can't tell me you feel great about Illinois App winning. App State that was game. up like twenty eight no. on JMU yeah. at half. Yeah. They're a yeah. good football team. And and how about ECU does get SMU? They do get SMU on the schedule. And, at, and so that but FAU has at UAB. 
I I would much rather play at UAB than than and SMU. home home to SMU. SMU is like talent wise, and now the NIL is paying all these players. I feel like they, if they're not in the AAC championship this year, I'll be a little confused. Yeah, it's tough to say with with uh, UAB and with Dilfer. So I, I yeah, I guess you're probably right. To me, they're very they're very comparable schedules. Yeah, FAU and ECU. ECU is a little harder because that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> Because you want that built-in excuse. Well, right. Gardner Webb would beat Mammoth by about thirty-five points, I think. Oh, who cares about that yeah. game? If you're you just beat your beat your your one double A team and, and and move on. Right. Well, Monmouth? doesn't always happen. Yeah, but yeah, when they play easier said you, it didn't sometimes. happen. Hey, oh, what happened there, Coach? Uh, I think we had a bunch of shots right on that game. Terrell Furman's North Carolina A and T. Ouch. Do you see? What Scotty Montgomery can do to a program? <laughs> Why would the Bucks even take that interview? Why? 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 Um, all right. Next up, we got the Memphis Tigers. We Tigers on this podcast. Uh, you got Ryan uh, Silverhole taking on uh, taking on at a conference schedule for the Memphis Tigers of Bethune Cookman, who Ed Reed coached at for. He did some community service at because he was there for for one yeah, afternoon. Terrible situation there. <laughs> Then uh, officially signed. <laughs> then at Arkansas State, so they should be. I mean, Arkansas State's total ass with Butch Jones. Those should be two easy wins, even though Arkansas State's a rivalry game. Then they get Missouri in that filthy, filthy St. Louis Battlehawks dome in St. Louis. Should have played that. Not at Mizzou. True. If you're still if in you're the state of Missouri, Memphis. it's still going to be all Missouri fans. Yeah. Uh, then they're home to Boise State. Boise. What do we make of this at a conference schedule? Not bad so far. I think it's one of the easier ones. Yeah. Yeah. When it's, you say it's again, well, isn't easy, but not bad meaning it's easy to navigate or not bad as in I think it's one of the easier ones hard. we've talked about. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. It is not hard. Yeah. And remember, we're, we're talking ass. American, which is group of five. So if you compare it with the power five conferences, yeah, the out of conference is going to be tougher because because these are Partially yeah. paycheck games. Well, also Bethune Cookman's awful. Arkansas yeah. State's awful, and then you're getting one of the worst SEC teams. Who I think what you don't have to go back that far to see them losing to a group of five when they went to Laramie and got their ass whooped. Uh, and then you have Boise. Who then again, they, they played Georgia about as close as anyone, save for Ohio State Still, last year. I mean, Missouri loses a lot. They've lost to Middle Tennessee in Columbia, Missouri. They've lost to Wyoming. This is if you're telling me you're drawing an SEC team. Right after Vanderbilt, who would you take? You would take Missouri. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't yeah. think they're a shitty team, but they're not a great team. So yeah. my schedule says the name of the stadium is The Dome. Yeah. It's all stupid. Is that it's called The Dome? I don't know what it's. it's St. Louis is a, is a hellhole. Everything's <laughs> they lost their sponsor. Yeah, murder <laughs> capital of the US. The Dome. It's like not the Ohio yeah. State. This is The Dome. <laughs> you can't play this at fucking Bush Field, Bush Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. Come on. Right? The dome. All right. uh, uh, moving on in conference. They open up. Uh, this is the tough part is uh, they have an early season matchup. Like they always do against the Navy midshipmen. Uh, that's before the Mizzou game. I believe short week against Navy trap. Yeah. And that sucks. Cause then, you know, the triple option is so hard to face. Then you go to an sec uh, opponent then. Uh, so then after that, they, they come out of playing those uh, Missouri and Boise and they get the buy. Then they're home to Tulane. At UAB, at North Texas, home to South Florida, at Charlotte, home to SMU, and at Temple, where no one ever goes to the games. This is a great schedule, by the way. Not bad. And they they miss out on 
on who the ECU UTSA rice, Florida Atlantic. And I feel like there's supposed to be one more that I'm missing. Who am I missing here? Uh, that was too many teams. You read it off in a row, but in general, I think we can agree that in conference, this is a manageable slate. Yeah. yeah I mean, two to three, very talented teams in conference with uh Tulane. I, I guess you can call them very talented or at least very good at UAB and hosting SMU two of the three at home though. Yeah. Everyone and, else is scrub. And we don't know what UAB will be this year. And to me, missing ECU, UTSA, and Florida Atlantic, three of the more talented rosters probably. And, yeah. and you know only five true road games, which is kind of unique for a, a group of five team. True. Very true. Memphis trying to make that uh audition for the Big Twelve. All right, next up we got the Navy midshipmen and coach brand new coach Brian Newberry. They're at a conference schedule. Interesting is they have no true away games. They are in in Ireland. I'm your lucky lucky charm uh, <laughs> against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish week zero. They get a they get three bye weeks too. That's what's interesting because they they have the week zero game, which sets up a bye week for week one. Then they have a bye, their normal bye week, and then another one because they play Army so late in the, in the season. Well, when so. you really consider that, that's like five bye weeks that they have this because yeah they have the bye week in week three Newberry's bye week in week six bye week in week eleven and then two straight weeks after uh rivalry weekend they're just oh, chilling. if you're a first year head coach this is what you want this yeah. is yeah. plenty of prep time in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so you look at this uh Wagner's also awful one of the worst FCS teams so you get that you're home to Air Force you get army at uh, Gillette stadium up in the Northeast and in, in what at Boston or somewhere in fucking Massachusetts, wherever the fuck Foxborough. Foxborough yeah. Um, this should be, those are winnable games getting Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame lost to Marshall last year. They're pretty ass um, waiting for those Notre Dame fans in the chat. Um, <laughs> and you I, miss UTSA and you miss Tulane. The fact that this they don't have to play at Air Force, which I feel like Air Force has had their right. number lately, I like this out of conference schedule for them. They they usually fuck with ECU every year, so that's a win. Well, well, well we haven't gone through the, so conference schedule. <laughs> at, I just have to throw that out there. Yeah, at Memphis, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, at Memphis, <laughs> then a bye week, then home to South Florida, home to North Texas, at Charlotte, then that non-con matchup in the middle of the season versus Air Force, then a bye again, then at Temple, where no one goes to the games. Home to UAB and ECU, and that, that's the, see that's a huge advantage because UAB and ECU will have, be having to go there in November. Annapolis will be cold, and then they're at SMU before the season ender against Army in the best rivalry in college sports. They avoid playing UTSA. They avoid playing UTSA. They avoid playing uh, Florida Atlantic. So those are two of the more talented teams. They avoid playing. Uh, what was it Tulsa? Is that the other one I'm seeing here? Right. Uh, this, is so, this is so easy, man. This yeah, is there's another really games. well constructed schedule. And right. look at the road trips at Charlotte and at Temple are the two easiest road trips there are as far as no yeah. kind of you know home field environment. At SMU, not isn't even too bad. No, nah, they can get up though. Yeah, like. a little bit. And we not, know it's, how, it's not like uh, going into ECU or something. Texas teams do against the service academies. 
The yeah. triple option hasn't been played in Texas since Daryl Royal was yeah. in town. Yeah. So uh, they usually get their ass rocked. Shout out to Justin Casey who says I'm pretty ass. What? Because I, what did I say? Notre Dame. Double I think, hearts. I think, I think he said you have a pretty ass. Colby. I, think, I think he's just uh, got <laughs> a man crush. I've been told that a few times. You know what I mean? Maybe you want him some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you, once you win a guy money, he starts looking better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like this schedule. I think that, I think that's one of the better schedules. That's the easiest uh, by far. So who's second easiest? Do you think? So the easiest Probably. Navy and the I'd say Memphis or Charlotte. So far, Charlotte is second easiest. Okay, according according to my metrics. I, I don't know that I agree with you guys. Notre Dame, uh, Air Force, uh, but at least Wagner, it's in Annapolis and Army. Army is typically a decently. I'm just saying they don't have any away games like they normally do. Like true away games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the it is a well constructed schedule and buys galore. And the fact they don't play UTSA, Florida Atlantic, two of the more talented teams. They also Tulsa. You, Tulsa could be a tough team sometimes. I just uh, mentioned, yeah, the the previous team with with five road trips. This is only four. When, other, when's the last time Navy only had four away games? Yeah, it's been a that has been a while. I can tell you that. I mean, a trip to fucking Army though. I mean, two neutral site games. Uh, not not to Army to Ireland rather, and a neutral site game in Massachusetts. But still, you're playing Notre Dame, who's breaking in a new offensive coordinator. Game one, I, I would yeah, I would want I would want that matchup all day. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, because sometimes they play Notre Dame in like Halloween weekend in like Jacksonville or San Diego or something. Yeah, I would. That's true. Yeah, I would rather have it there. Um, if there's any continuity, maybe they have a a better chance of winning this game week week zero. Oh, it is tough though, but Notre Dame does get a month to prep or three weeks to prep. I understand that argument too, but True. Uh, next up, North Texas out of conference schedule. You want to talk about a genius out of conference schedule? They host the California Golden Bears week one. They're at wow. the airport. How did Cal sign up for that? Yeah. <laughs> then they're at the airport. Pac-12 scheduling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then they're at La Tech. And then they're home to Abilene Christian. They could go four and zero, man. I mean, I think they're probably going to go three and one, but I yeah. can see Cal losing that game. Well, we will quickly see how much Seth Luttrell was responsible for that, you know, consistent bowl range, you know, that they had been. But I think because, that team is talented that he left. Well, he probably yeah. left in a nice cupboard there, but yeah. but either way, you know, I think like coaching he shouldn't chops. have got fired. He almost won <laughs> the CUSA. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think they were talented enough that. You know, he just left a, a completely full cabinet or cupboard. I think the new coach is going to have to come in and coach. And if this guy's got a thirty-year-old quarterback that's got like thirty, <laughs> like four hundred starts, that does help yeah. actually. That that's a big factor. Uh, Might what kind of to, what kind of uh, you know sorority parties is he going to as a thirty-year-old? <laughs> is he still kind. trying to pick up like underclassmen? Look, what happens in Denton, Texas? <laughs> All right, uh, you know my niece is in Denton. Uh, really. I wonder if Austin Une is hollered at my niece. Yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> he's he's throwing yeah. it everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure North Texas is a huge school, isn't it? Probably. I, I don't I know do. why I yeah. think that. It's I think probably, it's a big school. It's like school, 30 minutes so. from Dallas, isn't it? And and yeah. Patty C, yeah. let's face it. If she looks anything like you, she's not getting hollered at. Ooh. <laughs> right. Ooh. No, no, no offense to her. I've, I've never seen her. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh thank God she doesn't. <laughs> she's doing a little better. <laughs> in conference North Texas is at Navy to start things off. But look, they get Navy when it's still kind of warm. I think if you're North Texas, you're happy with that. 
Then you follow up with Temple. Then you're at Tulane. Now this stretch is brutal. This four game stretch right here at Tulane, home to Memphis, home to UTSA, at SMU, and even after that, you're at Tulsa. Even though that, that stadium doesn't, and then always pack. you're hosting UAB. Doesn't yeah. always pack. That stadium never packs. Tulsa is yeah. on the, is on the same level as as Temple. And what happened to those one? days? What happened to those days of Largent? And Farad, I don't know, man. And, and 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 Penn, Chris Penn, no, not the one Patty C <laughs> ah, got, got compared to. <laughs> Talking about the wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs in the <laughs> mid nineties. Right. All right, That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Should had, we tell that story? Yeah. yeah, I was hollering at an eight all night. I was an extra on a on a set, and uh, you know, I really thought I was making progress. And she was like, you know, you really, really, really remind me of a great actor, Chris Penn. And you're like, no, Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, Chris. No, yeah. Chris Penn. What if she's like, no, Chris Penn? And, and she's like, you know, the, the <laughs> It would have been better if she had uh, like gotten down with me. But the fact that she stopped answering my text after that, I was yeah. like, okay, Chris Penn. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with it. As long as you fuck me. You fuck me afterward, I'll be Chris Call Penn. Call me whoever you want. I'll be, that's right. <laughs> the lack of text was just like, damn, I just got owned. <laughs> Uh, she could have called you Danny DeVito though. What a, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. At least I didn't get DeVito. <laughs> uh, let's uh, see here. I mean, this could be a five and one turning into a five and seven team. Yeah. This yeah. is definitely on the easier end, even though you get the two toughest teams in the, in the league, they are at home. This could be a great home. first year for Morris. Yeah. Now you do have two sets of back to backs, but I still think this is on the easier end of the cop. Uh, I would say conference USA on the um, American <laughs> you sandbagging, conference. You sandbagging son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the easier as well. We're going to go next. Uh, we're going to talk a couple more teams. I don't think it's that easy. I disagree with you guys. The whole bag, the whole last six games of the schedule are tough, fucking tough. brutal. I agree. Uh, all right. Look, shout out for doing that for me, checking that they are over 40 K. So there's a lot of students at North Texas. So there you uh, go. let's go. There you go. All right. I'm going to try to read a commercial. All right. Guys, don't talk for five seconds. All right. Uh, look, I want to tell you that the college football experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. That's what it is. State restrictions apply. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or present state where WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Yeah. Yeah, the merch store continues to add new items every day. Patty C's wearing a shirt over there. Start your football program. Head over to the store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. My my favorite personal item is the college football experience. Look at it right here. I got it. Watch on YouTube. YouTube.com slash the college experience. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. But they also have you covered with a ton of other daily games, including NHL, NBA, and even the PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're uh, if they're not available in your state. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. <laughs> 